You're listening to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast in association with the Limadine Bible Reading Plan and Charles River Church. To have your own copy of this reading plan sent straight to your inbox, you can sign up at charlesriver.lmd.church. For more information about Charles River Church, visit charlesriverchurch.com. We read the whole story to make whole disciples of Jesus. Hey, welcome to Bible Chunks, where we read through the Bible in the chunks or sections based on themes that it was designed to be read in so we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name's Kevin. That's enough about me. Let's dive into the Word. Today we'll be reading Daniel 10.1 through 12.13, 79 verses today, finishing out the book of Daniel. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a word was revealed to Daniel, who was named Belteshazzar. And the word was true, and it was a great conflict, and he understood the word and had understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning for three weeks. I ate no delicacies, no meat or wine entered my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all, for the full three weeks. On the twenty-fourth day of the first month, I was standing on the bank of the great river, that is the Tigris. I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, a man clothed in linen with a belt of fine gold from Upaz around his waist. His body was like beryl, his face like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like flaming torches, his arms and legs like the gleam of burnished bronze, and the sound of his words like the sound of a multitude. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision, for the men who were with me did not see the vision, but a great trembling fell upon them, and they fled to hid themselves. So I was left alone and saw this great vision, and no strength was left in me. My radiant appearance was fearfully changed, and I retained no strength. Then I heard the sound of his words, and as I heard the sound of his words, I fell on my face in deep sleep with my face to the ground. And behold, a hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly loved, understand the words that I speak to you, and stand upright, for now I have been sent to you. And when he had spoken this word to me, I stood up trembling. Then he said to me, Fear not, Daniel. For from the first day that you set your heart to understand and humbled yourself before your God, your words have been heard, and I have come because of your words. The prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me twenty-one days, but Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I was left there with the kings of Persia, and came to make you understand what is to happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision is for days yet to come. When he had spoken to me according to these words, I turned my face toward the ground and was mute. And behold, one in the likeness of the children of man touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spoke. I said to him who stood before me, O my Lord, by reason of the vision, pains have come upon me, and I retain no strength. How can my Lord's servant talk with my Lord? For now no strength remains in me, and no breath is left in me. Again, one having the appearance of a man touched me and strengthened me. And he said, O man, greatly loved. Fear not, peace be with you, be strong and of good courage. And as he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, Let the Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. Then he said, Do you know why I have come to you? But now I will return to fight against the prince of Persia. And when I go out, behold, the prince of Greece will come. But I will tell you what is inscribed in the book of truth. There is none who contends by my side against these except Michael your prince. And as for me, in the first year of Darius the Mede, I stood up to confirm and strengthen him. And now, 
I will show you the truth. Behold, three more kings shall arise in Persia, and a fourth shall be far richer than all of them. And when he has become strong enough as riches, he shall stir up all against the kingdom of Greece. Then a mighty king shall arise who shall rule with great dominion and do as he wills. And as soon as he has arisen, his kingdom shall be broken and divided toward the four winds of heaven, but not to his prosperity, nor according to the authority with which he ruled, for his kingdom shall be plucked up and go to others beside these. Then the king of the south shall be strong, but one of his princes shall be stronger than he, and shall rule, and his authority shall be great authority. After some years they shall make an alliance with the daughter of the king of the south, shall come to the king of the north to make an agreement, but she shall not retain the strength of her arm, and he and his arm shall not endure, but she shall be given up in her attendance, he who fathered her, and he who supported her in those times." And from a branch from her roots one shall arise in his place. He shall come against the army and enter the fortress of the king of the north, and he shall deal with them and shall prevail. He shall also carry off to Egypt their gods with their metal images and their precious vessels of silver and gold, and for some years he shall refrain from attacking the king of the north. Then the latter shall come into the realm of the king of the south, but shall return to his own land. His sons shall wage war and assemble a multitude of great forces, which shall keep coming and overflow and pass through, and again shall carry the war as far as his fortress. Then the king of the south, moved with rage, shall come out and fight against the king of the north, and he shall raise a great multitude, and shall be given into his hand. And when the multitude is taken away, his heart shall be exalted, and he shall cast down tens of thousands, but he shall not prevail. For the king of the north shall again raise a multitude greater than the first, and after some years he shall come on with a great army and abundant supplies. In those times many shall rise against the king of the south, and the violent among your own people shall lift themselves up in order to fulfill the vision, but they shall fail. Then the king of the north shall come and throw up siege works, and take a well-fortified city, and the forces of the south shall not stand, or even his best troops, for there shall be no strength to stand, but he who comes against him shall do as he wills, and none shall stand before him. And he shall stand in the glorious land with destruction in his hand. He shall set his face to come with the strength of his whole kingdom, and he shall bring terms of an agreement and perform them. He shall give him the daughter of woman to destroy the kingdom, but it shall not stand or be to his advantage. Afterward he shall turn his face to the coastlands and shall capture many of them. But a commander shall put an end to his insolence. Indeed, he shall turn his back upon him. Then he shall turn his face back toward the fortress of his own land, but he shall stumble and fall and not be found. Then shall arise in his place one who shall send an exactor of tribute for the glory of the kingdom. But within a few days he shall be broken, neither in anger nor in battle. In his place shall arise a contemptible person to whom royal majesty has not been given. He shall come in without warning and obtain the kingdom by flatteries. Armies shall be utterly swept away before him and broken, even the prince of the covenant. And from the time that an alliance is made with him, he shall act deceitfully, and he shall become strong with a small people. Without warning he shall come into the richest parts of the province, and he shall do what neither his fathers nor his father's fathers have done, scattering among them plunder, spoil, and goods. He shall devise plans against strongholds, but only for a time, and he shall stir up his power and his heart against the king of the south with a great army, 
and the king of the south shall wage war with an exceedingly great and mighty army, but he shall not stand, for plots shall be devised against him. Even those who eat his food shall break him. His army shall be swept away, and many shall fall down slain. And as for the two kings, their hearts shall be bent on doing evil. They shall speak lies at the same table, but to no avail, for the end is yet to be at the time appointed. And he shall return to his own land with great wealth, and his heart shall be set against his holy covenant. And he shall work his will and return to his own land. At the time appointed he shall return and come into the south, but it shall not be this time as it was before. For ships of Kittim shall come against him, and he shall be afraid and withdraw, and shall turn back and be enraged and take action against the holy covenant. He shall turn back and pay attention to those who forsake the holy covenant. Forces from it shall appear and profane the temple and fortress, and shall take away the regular burnt offering. And they shall set up the abomination that makes desolate. He shall seduce with flattery those who violate the covenant. But the people who know their God shall stand firm and take action. And the wise among the people shall make many understand, though for some days they shall stumble by sword and flame, by captivity and plunder. When they stumble, they shall receive a little help, and shall join themselves to them with flattery. And some of the wise shall stumble, so that they may be refined, purified, made white until the time of the end, for it still awaits the appointed time. And the king shall do as he wills. He shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every god, and shall speak astonishing things against the god of gods. He shall prosper till the indignation is accomplished, for what it is decreed shall be done. He shall pay no attention to the gods of his fathers, or to the one beloved by a woman. He shall not pay attention to any other god, for he shall magnify himself above all. He shall honor the god of fortresses instead of these, a god whom his father did not know, and he shall honor with gold and silver, with precious stones and costly gifts. He shall deal with the strongest fortress with the help of a foreign god. Those who acknowledge him he shall load with honor. He shall make them rulers over many and shall divide the land for a price. At the time of the end the king of the south shall attack him, but the king of the north shall rush upon him like a whirlwind, with chariots and horsemen, with many ships, shall come into countries and shall overflow and pass through, shall come into the glorious land and tens of thousands shall fall. But these shall be delivered out of his hand, Edom and Moab and the main parts of the Ammonites. He shall stretch out his hand against the countries and the land of Egypt shall not escape. He shall become a ruler of the treasuries of gold and silver and all the precious things of Egypt and the Libyans and the Cushites shall follow his train. But news from the east and the north shall alarm him he shall go out with great fury to destroy and devote to the many to destruction. He shall pitch his palatial tents between the sea and the glorious holy mountain. Yet he shall come to his end with none to help him. At that time shall arise Michael, the great prince who has charge over your people. There shall be a time of trouble such as never been since there was a nation till that time. But at that time your people shall be delivered. Everyone whose name shall be found written in the book. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. And those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky above, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Then I, Daniel, looked, and behold, two others, one on this bank of the stream and one on the, th that bank of the stream. Someone said to the man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the stream, 
How long shall it be to the end of these wonders? And I heard the man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the stream. He raised his right hand and his left hand toward heaven and swore by him who lives forever that it would be for a time, times, and half a time. And that when the shattering of the power of the holy people comes to an end, all these things would be finished. I heard but did not understand. Then I said, O oh my Lord, what shall be the outcome of these things? He said, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are shut up and sealed until the time of the end. Many shall purify themselves and make themselves white and be refined, but the wicked shall act wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but those who are wise shall understand. And from that time that the regular burnt offering is taken away and the abomination that makes desolate is set up, there shall be 1,290 days. Blessed is he who waits and arrives at the 1,335 days. But go your way till the end, and you shall rest and shall stand in your allotted place at the end of days. said yesterday, the book of Daniel, the, the second half of the book, a lot of people uh, have essentially said there's no way that this was written by Daniel because it's so detailed and without a supernatural understanding or worldview, uh, it would have to have been written after the fact because it is just too accurate. Uh, but essentially what we have is Daniel says that it happened uh, when Darius the Mede was there. And he says that it was the, the third year of Cyrus, the king of Persia, when the word was revealed to Daniel. That's what the, the book says. That's what the word says. That's what, that's, that's what it is. But the, it is extraordinarily detailed. It has essentially 400 years of Middle Eastern political conflict boiled down into just a handful of chapters. You have... Uh, essentially first the, the Medo-Persian Empire was going to be conquered by Greece, by Alexander the Great. He was going to go to and fro. He was going to go and, and, and roll through and, and just conquer. And we know that that happened just very quickly. Alexander took over the world. And then his empire wouldn't be left to his offspring, but four generals uh, would would take it but really there were two the king of the north and the king of the south so this refers to the Seleucids and the Ptolemies Seleucids north closer to where the Roman Empire would have been and the south to the Egyptian Empire and you have references to Cleopatra and Antony in here you have I mean it's just 400 years of conflict and strife that will be surrounding the Jews and then you have Antiochus Epiphanes, which the book of Maccabees isn't inspired and therefore is not in the, the actual canon of scripture, but it is a really interesting book and it's an important book to understand the history of the world, the, the Jewish world, between the end of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New Testament. But you have Antiochus Epiphanes in that book and in history who came into the temple in Jerusalem and created the, the desolation. He, he slaughtered pigs on the altar. And that's all included in Daniel's vision. And so there is just 
so much happening in the second half of the book that it is either inspired by God or it was written after the fact. And your presupposition is going to be revealed in how you answer that question. If you don't think that there is a God behind the book, if you don't, if you don't actually believe, you read that Michael the Archangel came to Daniel and told him these visions and you say there's no way that that could happen, then of course you're going to have to interpret this as happening after the fact. But if you believe that God is God, that this place didn't make itself and that God has shown significant evidence in his creation and in his word and in his prophecies and in your own life, if you're able to look at that and say, yeah, there's a God behind this whole thing, how could he not know the future? That's what he claims for himself and that's what he reveals here. And so it's funny because <laughs> I don't usually do this, but unbelievers will say that the Bible is unreliable and it's untrustworthy and there's nothing that can prove that God exists even in the Word of God and then you point to something like this and you say well this was written well before the fact and all of these events came to happen and then they'll say well no it wasn't it wasn't written well before the fact so essentially your, your presupposition is going to be revealed in how you answer that but the book of Daniel man just a powerful book the whole book is a revelation of the fact that God is in charge even when the whole world seems like God is not in charge and that by obedience to him you will be humbled but you will eventually be exalted you will have to deal with the, the challenges of obedience to the Lord but if you set your priority on him if you set your face steadfast on him and are willing to deal with whatever consequences come from that then you will be exalted eventually. And so as we wrap up today, I'd ask you to consider what does this section of scripture tell you about who God is? And what does it tell you about yourself? And finally, what was it that the Holy Spirit was stirring up while we were reading? Take those thoughts, turn them into prayers, and we'll be right here again tomorrow. Till then, God bless.